Jaguars executive vice president of football operations Tom Coughlin talking about a great Sunday night and a great Monday at the Tom Coughlin J Fund. Now our focus switches to football. The start of OTAs today on Jaguars Drive Time. We have a lot to talk about, one of them being Unique Ngakwe, present for OTAs. We're going to hear from him later on this afternoon. But first, welcome. We're switching up uh, the table a little bit. Yeah, I don't like it. I finally got away from John. I feel off balance. My right hand or my my left hand. It's not good. It's not good. Do you think it has a chance to evolve into something good, or will it be this way? Change never gets better. (laughs) That's my motto. Change is never good. Well, I'm embracing it. It's a little crowded over there, but I think you guys will be okay. I think we'll manage. Now, I, I have some room over here. I want to say something real quick about the, uh, the J Fund. And, and I, obviously, I've been involved in that mm-hmm. since the beginning. It's uh, the 24th event on, um, on Sunday night. But in talking to some people, some people who were new to the J Fund, who hadn't been there before, uh, and some longtime guests who had been there since the very beginning, we were trying to, we're trying to name another coach. He'll always be the coach. You call him executive vice president, whatever, but he's, he's coach. Mm-hmm. Um, who had. A foundation left and the foundation flourished and came back. Forgetting coming back. A, an executive leaving their market and having the J Fund, which did thrive in his absence. Despite the fact he was the coach of the Giants, the J Fund grew and grew and grew. It raised almost $600,000 Sunday and Monday. Um, that's a heck of a legacy for anybody, let alone a football coach. So congratulations to Tom and Kelly and the J Fund and everyone involved in it uh, because it could have fallen apart. And that would have been a dramatic problem for the family, some of whom you met the other night. Uh, instead, it, it continued, and it didn't just trudge on. It grew rapidly. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Well, I think it speaks first to the sincerity. I remember in 96, uh, I think it was, when it, when it got started. The first one. I remember uh, reading uh, Pete Prisco's story in the paper about it. Uh, and this was back when there was still an education process over, you know, who Jay had been, why this meant so much to Tom, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, you know, at the time you read a story and, you know, it's not an uncommon story to read a coach affected by a former player wants to start a foundation. Um, what is uncommon is, as you say, Brian, to have it last for 24 years, to have it last in the absence. It certainly speaks to the, uh, you know, the sincerity that Tom always felt to the cause and his family and, and the people who have gone. It is rare. And mm-hmm. it's, uh, it, you know, however, I was thinking yesterday, we sometimes get lost fans. I get, I get emails from fans all the time criticizing Tom for this or this or this. When you're in, in his position, you're going to take that kind of criticism. What can never be criticized is his dedication to this and the realness mm-hmm. for him. That this is, and you know much better than I do, Brian. Well, and, and you saw it for the first time the other night too. It was, it was, uh, it's worthy of a couple of extra moments to make sure that people understand the commitment that he and Kelly and Judy and all, everyone made. Um, but to understand this thing is, 
its momentum. I mean, if Tom were to pick up and go somewhere else, the J Fund would still continue to right. go. They've raised more than $11 million in 24 years. Yeah. So, you see a completely yeah. different side to him as well, which I and thought when, was the most and, interesting part. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Yep. Yeah. All right, let's get into big thing one, which is what is an OTA? What are these organized team activities? A lot of people think it's just another practice, but that is far from it. This is the start of the 2019 season. It's the start where these two defense and offense get to go against each other. It's the start of football, guys. Well, an OTA is a legal term. Yeah. I mean, this is a collective bargaining agreement is what it is. It, it um, when, when they put the current CBA together, they didn't want them practicing, right? They didn't want it to be a full tilt practice effort on the field, but they wanted the coaches to be able to, because the time was squeezed, as we all know, they wanted them to be able to get out there and go through concepts. They wanted to be able to work without practicing, if you can make sense of that. It's, it's silly, but it, it's fine. It's practice. It's the, you know, it, what it, where it causes confusion is I get emails from people, oh, the Jaguars have a mini camp in June. That's when they really ratchet it up, right? No, it's, a, it's yeah. the same exact thing, except you technically have to be here. Um, it's fine. They'll, they'll get out there, and it'll be fun to watch the receivers. I think it's important for Nick Foles and the receivers. Mm-hmm. I think that's where the importance lies. For offensive linemen, uh, you know, they're watching. That's beyond. I mean, it, they can work on footwork, but you're not going to see if Andrew Norwell no. is beating mm-hmm. uh, Marcel Darius. All that stuff is it's important for the receivers and the quarterbacks. And if it wasn't their first year, I would question how important it is for them. I'm not a big OTA guy, but I can see that. I'll be yeah. out there. <laughs> You'll be out there in your big hat. It's fine. Singing your songs. Right. It was a way to get practice and not have it violate the spirit of the mm-hmm. collective bargaining agreement, where they wanted less on-field time practicing. Hopefully there's more opportunities later in the show for me to say how much I dislike OTAs. I'm so sure there we'll, will we'll, be. We'll be talking about it a lot today. But Brian loves it. That microphone's going to be open. <laughs> Well, the storyline of the day, no doubt, is that Unique Ngakwe will be in this building. That was unsure a week ago if he was going to show up because of the contract negotiations and whether they were going to get a deal done. It wasn't a sure thing that he was going to be here. Well, and, and look, when Reuben Foster went down yesterday with the mm-hmm. ACL uh, at the Redskins OTA, I thought, I wonder if he's going to show, right? Because, I mean, look, yeah, that's, that's what they're trying to call. guard against. I thought they, I wondered if any of them would show. That injury. Right. Yeah. yeah they, they don't want to get injured in May and not get paid. Here's what I like about it. He's putting his money where his mouth is, right? He's coming out, and he is going to work to earn it. That's the way his career has rolled out as a third-round pick. He's always played with a chip on his shoulder. He's always been willing to prove himself. So why should that change now as he's on the cusp of a big contract? The, the person, the player, is the guy that we're watching right now. It's all effort. Well, don't change that now. Right. I go back to last season when he talked in the locker room saying, next year I want the C on my chest. If you're not here for this, how can you expect to have that C on your chest, John? Well, I think he made his point. And clearly he was here at the beginning of the uh, voluntary period. I get them all mixed up. Whatever. The <laughs> Whatever voluntary period. Uh, he was here for the beginning of that, and then he left. And he made his point. He's been a topic where this topic uh, flourishes on Twitter, Ozone Mailbag, people talking about the Jaguars. They've known that Unique wasn't here. They've known why. It's become a topic. They, you know, if the front office didn't realize that his contract was coming up for negotiation, which Newsflash, I think they already knew. Oh, yeah. But, it, you know, 
it's out there. Now today he'll speak after practice. He'll be the topic. It'll be a topic. This is the way to get it talked about. He made his point. If and now if he if he felt like he was falling behind in some way by not being here, which again for a defensive end, I don't know that he really would have been falling behind if he hadn't been here. But it it shows a good faith effort. I think if you're if you're trying to figure out, uh, you know, how to win the hearts of the fans, or whatever, perfect way to do it. You're gone for the voluntary uh, part that's not really high profile. You're back for the part that is high profile. You know, I say, hey, I came, I came to OTAs. I did what you asked me. So good political move on good his part, move. I guess. Yeah. Uh, and I never thought that any of this for him would run into anything mandatory. Because for him, remember, he's got to get sacks. He's got to have a good year. If, game. if he doesn't mm-hmm. sign his contract, he really needs to have a good year because he needs sacks. There are players who could come in. Uh, Clayus Campbell, for example. Could come in next year, if he's in a contract year, not have numbers and still be valuable. Unique must get sacked, so he must play at a high level next year. There's a time for business. There's a time for football. This is technically still the time for business, mm-hmm. but it shows something about who Unique is, that he comes in for football during business season. Mm-hmm. All right, big thing, too, is stepping up. Now, who is stepping up? That is Miles Jack, middle linebacker, who says he's very confident that he will be the Mike linebacker this year. Oh, yeah, I'm playing Mike Backer. There's no question about it. Um, we're obviously, you know, it's no secret we're going to have to find a wheel. And um, that's for the coaches to decide. But as for me, I'm, I'm playing Mike through and through until my time up here in Jacksonville is done. So no update on Telvin Smith. There's no really any news on Telvin Smith except that he's still not here. So Miles Jack uh, last week at the Calais Campbell Bowling Classic address, you know, there's no secret that they're going to need to fill that spot. Watching him. You, the athleticism is just undeniable. You're talking about a big middle backer who runs as well as he does, who hits, he gets you sacks, interceptions, tip balls, forced fumbles. He's a complete player. Um, last year was the first full year in the middle. If I'm Todd Wash, that's my only guy in the middle now. Although I understand without Telvin, you think about what can he do on the weak side for you until Quincy Williams is ready to go in? Or do you move him to the strong side and put Jake Ryan inside? I mean, there's a lot of different options they've got because of the numbers, but that's your best all-around linebacker. Middle is your most important position in that crew. I want to see him there, too. Yeah, it... As you said, Brian, putting Miles at weak is tempting because of all he could do there, but you've moved him around so much. If you moved him again, this would basically be the fourth year in a row that he's playing a different role than he did the year before. He's calling the defense. Uh, I don't think they're as worried about the weak side linebacker position as the fans are. Um, yeah, I asked me the other day, uh, what are you do it weak? He goes, and this person said, we have Quincy Williams. So that's what they think is going to happen, and they think he's going to be fine. Now that's a little, you know. Presumptuous. Yeah. For it, a kid that played it, at Murray State. It's, it's still got to happen, mm-hmm. but it certainly gives you an idea Whatever happens at strong side is it's sort of whatever thing because it it's a base situation. You showed last year you can put Leon Jacobs there, you'll be fine. If Josh Allen comes along and can play it fine, Miles needs to be in the middle, call the defense and keep that continuity. A couple things. Uh Miles has come up on a contract too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is a big year for him because this is his fourth year. The other thing is, and I think people have forgotten this, we've seen a lot of big plays from Miles. We haven't seen the unique Ngakwe stardom from Miles, right? Or the Jalen Ramsey, who were the other of the three picks off the top of the 2016 draft for the Jaguars. 
Uh, but we're talking about a guy who, before the knee injury became an issue, the meniscus became an issue, he was thought to be a top five player. Mm-hmm. In fact, I can recall listening to the draft experts talk about Jalen Ramsey and Miles Jack being maybe the best non-quarterbacks in that 2016 crop, mm-hmm. right? So Miles Jack is he's not as vocal at this moment as Unique Ngakwe is about a new deal, but you can bet playing in the middle, he wants the new deal. He wants to stay right where he's at and give himself the best chance to perform at the highest level, both for the team and his own financial future. And he was on the cusp of that superstardom after the 017 playoffs. Oh, yeah, he oh, yeah. was. When he, in each of those games, remember, he had a huge game-turning play. Mm-hmm. He, had, he had tipped the ball for Colvin's interception out here, and he had the one everybody remembers against Pittsburgh and, and the touchdown that should have been. Um, his goal entering last season was to be that guy consistently. Really didn't happen because, you know, I think still – a lot of why it didn't happen was the offense wasn't scoring points and the defense didn't have a chance for takeaways. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what can happen when there's more opportunities for takeaways and how Miles takes advantage of that because he was very close to being a megastar, megastar superstar after 17, and you wonder if that will happen in 19. It's interesting. Um, two years ago, he was the third linebacker in the room with Puzlesny and Telvin, and now he's the number one dog. Right. Unexpectedly, but time to step up, that's yep. for sure. All right, big thing three is the quarterback. Nick Foles made one of his first public appearances in Jacksonville over the weekend at the Tom Coughlin. Jay Fun and said, really, he's just excited to get back on the field. I think when you get to go on the practice field and be with the guys, that's when you start getting to see a lot and get to coach a lot. And, you know, don't be afraid to make mistakes. So we get to go against one of the best defenses in the league. And the biggest thing is we get to make each other better. And that's the best part about, you know, this team game is this time of year we're going to compete against each other to help each other. And I'm excited to go out there tomorrow and just keep this process going. Guys, that's the storyline of the day, really, besides Unique Ngakwe. Is this is the first time we're seeing him on the field with this team. And John touched on how important it is for him and the receivers. I just want to share a quick story. So I was out there at the Fun Golf Tournament yesterday. And I, I won't share what he said because it was a private conversation with the group that he was playing with. But... I'll give you the takeaways. I listened to him. He knew where everyone was working out, what they were doing, uh, how guys were getting ready. In other words, he has his hands around this offense, right? He's only been here a short time, but he knows what everyone is doing. He's talking to them. He's getting them ready and sharing the expectation of what it takes to be a playoff caliber football team. When you sign a quarterback for that kind of money, yeah, expected. you're not just signing the arm. You're you're hoping that you're getting everything Brian's talking about, which is the guy, the leader, uh, you know, uh, the glue, if you will. Um, I said earlier, and I joked that OTAs aren't important. Always important for the quarterback to be there in OTAs because everything else starts there, and that's where timing is. If OTAs have value, and they do in this sense, it's about getting that timing. It's about the uh, quarterback establishing uh, – that he's the rhythm of the offense. Tom Brady is uh, famously missing OTAs the last couple of years. Well, that's a 19-year guy who's been doing it forever. Uh, typically, the one guy who has to have 100% attendance because it all revolves around him as a quarterback. So he's obviously the story, and uh, we'll get to a lot of that later because I know, know that's one of our things. The other thing he was talking about was um, it, it listening to him he was talking to players around the league getting a sense of both coaches and players who were already here. Mm-hmm. Guys that played college with them, guys who played with them in other NFL stops, guys who had been coached by these guys. He has done an enormous amount of homework. Again, just you know, standing there and listening to him talk, uh, it's clear he is plugged in and ready to go. When does he sleep? When does he spend time with the family? Well, I think there's time for that. Okay, all right. OTAs are just I a like he's working days the phone. <laughs>
Let's quickly address <laughs> Sunday night, Brian. You were there and saw it, the moment when he brought in Savannah, an eight-year-old patient when the Tom Coughlin J Fund. They said that they talked about Harry Potter and, uh, what was it, Teen Titans before they came in, and Savannah asked, hey, uh, can we go together? I'm a little nervous. Well, and it was cool. It was the moment of the night. So they, they open the doors, and Dan Hicken and I are up there, and we you know each have a card in our hand, and we're alternating cards to introduce the celebrities who were coming up. And Dan is about to introduce and does introduce the little girl. I had Nick's card in my hand because he was right behind her. Right. And those lights that are on them, well, there was always, it blinded me. I couldn't even see who it was carrying. And it wasn't until he got close enough that he kind of stepped out of the spotlight that I could, oh, that's Nick. I better read his card at that time. <laughs> I better address I, this it, man. It caught everybody off guard that he just grabbed a hold of that. Mm-hmm. Not that he's not engaging. He, he clearly is. He's terrific. Um, but we just didn't we didn't know that about him. So when he picked up that little girl, it was um, would it a metaphor? No, not a metaphor. What am I trying to think? Say, it it was a sign to me that he has fully embraced being the quarterback at Jacksonville. Yeah, it was pretty special. And yeah. just give up his cool. own moment and make it all about her, which was the purpose of the night. Selfless leadership. Yep. Yeah, it was cool. All right, when we come back, we'll have some storylines to watch on OTAs here on Jaguars Drive Time. When this is the sound of a crackling campfire on a cool evening, you can sit back and relax. But when it's the sound of your counters and cabinets smoking and smoldering following a house fire that's affected your entire kitchen, you need to pick up the phone and call 1-800-SERVE-PRO. Only the cleanup and restoration specialists at ServePro can help make fire and water damage like it never even happened. So make the call to 1-800-SERVE-PRO when fire damage strikes. Franchises are independently owned and operated. You're invited to Super Bowl 54 for a once-in-a-lifetime experience with NFL On Location. Next February in Miami, you'll meet NFL alumni, enjoy exciting pregame parties, watch the action from the 50-yard line, and celebrate on the field after the game. For easy, one-stop planning and access to hotels and travel, let NFL On Location plan your ultimate Super Bowl experience. Secure your official access and the best seats at Hard Rock Stadium today. Visit NFLOnLocation.com. At ViStar, we believe in better. Better convenience. So members can bank any way they want. Whether it's at a branch, on a mobile device, or at one of more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. We believe that people have better things to do with their time. If you believe that convenience is better... Join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. John, check out the lines. You know what that means. Gosh, they're so vivid. We're back on that field today. Those aren't good lines. But they're still lines. They're straight, I know but they're not fires, bright and white. That fires John up still. Those lines in the back are straight and white. The ones where I'll be standing. Oh, you mean, yeah, the, the ones on the artificial turf. No, no, we got to see Where's the... A little more defined. I don't see any shade out there. Uh, uh, Maybe you should request one this just is, for yourself. <laughs> I, I had a really bad feeling watching that scene just then. Because I see no bleacher. <laughs> I see no... I see no canopy. I'm a big canopy guy, Brian. Yeah, I can we'll get say a hat. That about you. Yeah, that doesn't uh, that doesn't bode well for my day. 
It's a uh, sunscreen and like a big broad more. hat. Yeah, well, it's uh, maybe there's a bleacher I can get under. I don't know whether you have uh, picked up on this in the couple years you've worked with John, but he's not a fan of OTAs. What? Get out of town. I'm not a fan of outside. <laughs> Put it that way. <laughs> big air conditioning guy. Fair enough. We could have OTAs out in the indoor complex. Let's do that. Sign <laughs> us up. All right, with that, we have some storylines to watch during this three-week period of OTAs. And Brian, yours is pretty interesting because we haven't seen this guy in a while. Well, and look, we already had the conversation about how it's tough to judge the offensive and defensive linemen, but Cam Robinson coming back this year is a key component on the offense because you spent the money on the quarterback, now you got to keep him upright. From everything I hear, we won't hear Juwan Taylor has to earn the starting job at right tackle. There is very little doubt that he's going to step in and do what he does, and he's a very good player. Uh, I think we know what to expect if you've got the other three, A.J. Can, Brandon Linder, and Norwell, um, you know, in a position of, of being healthy and on the field. This is the key. A year ago, he was here throughout the entire OTA process. He was working against Calais Campbell in practice. He looked good. He looked like he was ready to take a step from his rookie season. And then early in the season, week two, uh, overextended, planted his left leg toward the ACL and was lost for the season. And from that moment, the offense really started spiraling downhill. Not just because he was gone, but because their offensive line all of a sudden got really thin really fast. So where is he? A year removed now from the knee injury, he should be structurally sound and ready to go. Um, can he get back to where he was performing in training camp last year? It's a key component. If he comes back, and stabilizes the left side of the offensive line, I think they have a chance to be really good on offense this year. I think he's that important to the equation. Well, he needs to be better than he was last year, frankly, because he showed a lot of signs as a rookie, but the talk on him coming out of his rookie year was, look, he's shown good signs, but he's got to get better for him to be worth what we picked him at and to be that stabilizing force. And he really wasn't even in the first two games. He was okay, but not great. So it's a big year for him to even get better, which is tough to do coming back from the ACL. Um, I wouldn't expect to know much about Brian's topic. As I said, obviously in OTAs, you're not going to learn much because there's no contact. No. Right. Um, but I, with an ACL, you would still think it's going to be brought along slowly. And I know I'm going to get a lot of questions. How's Cam Robinson looking? I really don't expect to be able to answer those probably until training camp. But it's unquestionably, uh, outside of Nick Foles, I think it's the most important story that we won't talk about a lot because we talk about the wide receivers. Mm -hmm. But Brian's right. If, if he's not what they think he is, then it's going to cause a lot of, a lot of other things to break down. Yeah, it's got to be the guy. All right, John, now yours is also very important. You mentioned it. Who's uh, going to catch the ball well, this year? I chose this because it is one thing you can see at OTAs. And I don't know because if you look at their wide receivers, is it Marquise Lee, who, again, is another guy that we're not going to know a lot about until training camp realistically. Is DJ Chark ready to be what they think DJ Chark can be? Uh, how much is Chris Conley going to fit in? He's sort of an unknown. Didi uh, Westbrook. All those guys I just listed, you could see. I think Didi's going to start. Beyond that, you wonder who's on the other side, how the rotation's going to play out. I think this is one position where you might know something more on June. I think they wrap up June 13th. You might have a much better feel for this position now then than you do now because you'll be able to get a feel for how they feel who's working with who not that we can report that but by the end of the OTAs we're going to know some idea of how they feel about this group and uh, it's a big it's a big group for this front office in terms of how the fans feel about them 
because the fans are really wondering, what did you do to improve this spot? The front office thinks this group's okay. Needs to prove it. Well, I think the quarterback should have a dramatic impact on this group. The consistency. That's the factor. Yeah. Can he put the ball, and we've seen it in Philadelphia, Mm -hmm. where these receivers can make plays? Blake didn't do that enough. Um, So I think we could see, even though it's running against air, Mm -hmm. we could see guys like DJ Jark and Mm -hmm. D.D. Westbrook take steps. Yeah. Look better. uh, Look comfortable in the offense. Let's not forget, it's a new it's a new offense this year with mm-hmm. John Filippo too. So early on, we might not see what we expect to see from a veteran quarterback and receivers with promise. Um, but by the time OTAs are done, as John mentioned, I, I would think that that particular group will be able to tell us what their curve is for this year mm-hmm. based on what, what they're able to get done. What you hope is that Shark is the story of OTAs. Should be. Because a year two guy should look much more comfortable over his feet, I like to say. Uh, much more comfortable running routes. He should look the part. He should be beating guys easier than he did last year because he should just be more comfortable. That's right. And it should be noticeable in OTAs. Taven Bryant can be more comfortable all he wants. We're not going to see it because he's working against guys without pads. So, Chark, uh, you hope he's a major story by June 13th. Yeah, if you think back to last year's training camp, he was definitely a story. Almost mm-hmm. every day he was making plays out right. of training camp. And you would expect that to be times – you know, two or three in a right. second year. So, All right, my storyline to watch is 27. What can we expect from Leonard Fournette coming back from a hamstring injury and, frankly, just not the best year in 2018? He had the ejection in Buffalo, some off-field problems. I can expect that he's going to have a good year because he hasn't shown me why he shouldn't with this offseason. He's been here. He's been training. The minor hiccup with the arrest in Jacksonville that I dismiss, really, I don't – See why I shouldn't expect him to have a great OTA because he's done all the right things this offseason, guys. And he had a big OTAs last year. I mean, and anytime we talk about Leonard, it's going to be couched with has to show it during the regular season, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this time last year, he looked great. He looked thin. The storyline was, wow, he's going to be light. He's going to be quicker than he was last year. So as we've talked about since drive time started after the offseason or after the season – it's going to be every time you see something good about Leonard Fournette, it's going to be, okay, that is the right step. That's what we needed to see. Now let's see it in training camp. So he's got to pile on one more uh, element of goodwill, if you will. And uh, I think he will. So far, so good. And uh, you want to see him keep uh, checking off those offseason boxes. He's been there. I mean, I was asked Sunday night. I'm sure you were as well. Yep. Leonard, 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 Leonard. More so than even Nick. And... The only response I could give, because we haven't seen anything, is he's here. Right. Well, that means a lot. I mean, we're talking about a guy coming off of a hamstring injury that was um, – it, it lingered all season long. And he – And it really set the tone for the whole season. It did. Yeah. It, 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 Not it, just him, the whole team. That hamstring took this offense down, and mm-hmm. the offense brought the defense down. So, him being here, working with Tom Islinski and his staff, uh, working with the nutritionist – Working out with the coach now in OTAs, getting a greater sense of what this offense and what his expectations in it are. Um, it's just, you know, one more brick on the foundation for his 2019 season. He could be sitting in New Orleans right now, and there mm-hmm. could be no bricks on the foundation. There could be no progress made towards repairing what was a disastrous 2018 for him. Mm-hmm. But he's been here and working at it. So I, I think the foundation is in pretty good shape for him to have a good year.
And to his credit, Brian started even earlier than that. Started in Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about it during the combine. I think it was even before that. So, um, again, all you can do, once last season ended, all he could do was do the right things all offseason to put himself in position to prove everybody wrong in training camp. So far, so good. When last season ended, I was disinterested. If they would have traded him, I would have been able to explain that and say, fine, good riddance. Um, what he's done has intrigued me now with his effort through Wyoming, mm-hmm. as John mentioned, and to this point right now. Now I'm interested again. And I think Jaguars fans are interested in him again. And hopeful. Yeah. yeah. And going to have to continue to prove people wrong, that's for sure, you this bet. season. All right, when we come back on Jaguars Drive Time, more John Osher with Ozone Snapshot. When you hear... Think Duval Motor Company, a proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Since 1916, Duval Motor Company has proudly served Northeast Florida, offering the latest products and services with hometown hospitality. Visit Duval Ford and Duval Honda on Cassett Avenue, Duval Acura on Atlantic Boulevard, and Subaru of Gainesville to learn more. At ViStar, we believe in better. And that means treating people better with friendly, personal service that's kept our members happy since 1952. A smile and personal greeting when you enter the branch, an online or phone chat for those quick questions, and a call center that's open every day. If you believe that great service is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. I've been doing this for 20 years, but success doesn't happen in a vacuum. Thank you for helping me move this thing along. You helped me get this thing going in the early days by telling 20 of your closest friends about Tito's. They told 20 more, and it kept growing from there. We wouldn't be where we are today without your support. Thank you very much. Go to titosvodka.com and pick up some Tito's gear. All proceeds benefit our charity partners. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Titosvodka.com. The Ozone. Back on Jags Drive Time with some Ozone snapshot with Mr. John Ozier, who's very preoccupied with his Twitter and his pop socket at the moment. It was a Leonard Fournette tweet. It was. Right? It's, it's good stuff. He, Go check it out. He tweets to the effect that uh, he needed a tire replaced. I, I guess he didn't have the money for it or, or uh, was curious about how he was going to pay for it. Not that he couldn't pay for it. but I was, And then uh, Marquise Lee gave him like $2,000 that he owed him. For the new tire. I, I, I mean, geez, I'm, I'm not going into pocket for more than about 170 bucks for a tire, but I guess I don't, Ooh. I don't drive his car. No. Maybe we should call Marquise. <laughs> right. so, yeah. I got, well, yeah, I got some tires. That, my wife had to have a, have a battery put in on Sunday. I probably should just call Keys. Yeah, apparently. He'll be getting some calls now. He's better than AAA. <laughs> From a lot of Jaguars fans. False advertising. All right, let's start Ozone Snapshot with another John. From Florida. Enough is enough. Say what you want about voluntary, involuntary, mandatory, whatever. Practice is practice, and OTAs are practice. Jan and Jalen need to be here, right? Well, guess what? Jan is here. He is so, here. Um, and, yes, this is going to be a theme with Jalen for a couple of days, I guess. There'll be a vocal, uh, you know, rabble-rousing that uh, Jalen's <laughs> not here. 
and then he'll be here for mandatory uh, in uh, mid-June, and then he'll be here for training camp, and it'll be forgotten. So for Jalen Ramsey, you know, to me, I don't want to see Jalen getting carted off on a field in the next three weeks, so stay in Nashville, I'm fine. Uh, I'm sure there are people in the building who disagree with that, but here's the plain truth. Fine. He has leverage. Right. He is a, a great player. Right. If he was just an average player, he'd be here. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to be. He's the best cornerback in the league or one of the three best cornerbacks in the league. He's doing the work. He doesn't have to be here. But well, why isn't it the same for everybody, Brian? Why isn't it the same for everybody? Because the world isn't the fair. same. Right. It's not <laughs> fair. Hello, newsflash. If your parents haven't told you life isn't fair, you missed out on one of great of life's great lessons. And the reality of it is, is that Jalen has leverage that you and I don't. You know where I wish I was? I wish I was in Nashville with Jalen, but I got to be here. Exactly. Well, it's well, different. Think, it's different for you. I want to be here, Brian. Uh, well, <laughs> John, fair. John, you, you only All got right. a couple more weeks and then vacation starts. But no, he doesn't have to be if here. If you're that good, you can do what you want. You can do what you want. And it's, it's the ultimate game in that sense. If you need to be here and you're not getting your work done, it's going to show in the field and you're going to be out of the league. Right. That's the long-term sort of theory behind this. That's not going to happen with Jalen. No. Remember, so he's, he's, trying he's, to, he's trying to get paid, too. Yep. He wants to get that big contract But that's as not well. what this is about for Jalen. Well, no, I know. but Maybe to some degree. But if they walked up to Jalen right now and said, here's your $300 million, or whatever he's going to get paid. He still wouldn't be here. He'd say, thank you very much, and uh, I'll you know, see you in back weeks. to Nashville. Right. Yeah. Right. My, no, my point is just that he, he's going to prove it on the field. Right. He'll be ready to go. His teammates will tell you the exact same thing. Um, tough lefts and low, uh, folks in life, it ain't fair. Sorry, John. No Broadway for you, John. All right, let's Broadway. go. Yeah, that's where he likes to go in Nashville. Oh, bro, I, I thought you had singing aspirations. That too. Both. Both. It applies to both. Okay. Let's go to Scott from Arizona. Zoe, would you presume to be a more likely outcome for 2019? Fournette living up to his draft position or Fournette missing enough games because of the injury and Ryquel Armstead leading the Jacks? Um, I, I'm not sure either is... What's going to happen? Because I'm not sure he's ever going to live up to his draft position as the number four guy. But that being said, I get the point of the question. I think it's more likely that he has a year where he plays 13 or 14 games. I'm with you, Brian. I don't think he's ever going to play 16 no. because of the way not he the plays. way he runs. But the soft tissue stuff, you know, I'm going to assume that that's going to be in the past and and fluky. So I think it's more likely, maybe not that he ever lives up to number four overall. But that he has a his rookie year was what a thousand forty, adds a thousand to that, eleven fifty ten touchdowns. If you got that out of Fournette, wouldn't you be happy? Without a doubt, and I and, think it, and uh, wouldn't this offense look more like what it's supposed to look like? Exactly, and and I'm interested to see how they use him, right? How how uh, John D. Filippo deploys him and uses Ryquel Armstrong uh, Armstead. Armstead. I have to get that right. Um, <laughs> in relief of him, you know, how they balance it, because they know he's not going to stay healthy. It's not like you can go in and go, well, he's going to get 30 carries this week, and he'll get 30 carries next week. And he'll be fine. And 30 carries yeah. until he doesn't, and then we'll take him out of the game. See, I think he's going to play a lot on third down, Brian. I think, I think with the way they're set up, I think he's going to be a major factor in the passing game on third down. Well, and he made progress. I guess what I was going to say here coming out of this was, I thought he was set up for a big season last mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. He looked phenomenal in training camp. Remember, we talked about that first about drive it. against the Giants. Remember, before he got hurt, that's oh, the way the offense was bang, supposed to look. Bang, bang. So I can sit here and say he looks good. He's been here. You know, say whatever we see from him out on the practice fields. But until he stays healthy, right, until he can stay on the field, part of that is going to be 
how many carries his body can handle. Mm -hmm. And the other part's going to be, how did the Jaguars use him in conjunction with Ryquel Armstead and the other backs, you know, they've got a stable of them that they keep here. How does the offense put him into a rotation that keeps him at a point where he can stay on the field? Again, I don't see 16 games, but 13, 14 games would be amazing Mm -hmm. if he could play that many. Absolutely. All right, let's crash or sum it up with Crash from the West Side who is complaining the same thing that John was earlier. In the 90s, four OTAs. That's hotter than the sweat band inside of a fireman's helmet during a three-alarm fire. Yeah, I wanted to thank Crash for uh, reminding me of, of this heat. on Monday when I was trying to put off the fact that I'd be outside on the field and I got an email <laughs> reminding me that I would be. So thanks, so thanks Crash, Crash, and uh, you're blocked. <laughs> so, so that's awesome for you. <laughs> wow, that's intense. Well, I mean, I don't, The man was know. just sharing his thoughts with well, you. That's fine. Crash can go share his thoughts. Elsewhere. I gave him Sexton's email. Great. Well, then I'll wait to hear from him. You've got to look forward to. I'll wait to hear from him. All right. When we come back, we'll wrap up the show with some top tweets. You can step up to luxury now. Hello, I'm Dan Fields. Whatever you're driving, you can step up to luxury now. Plus, get our Fields amenities, which include complimentary loaners, car washes, and our cafes. Make this your year to step up to luxury at Fields Cadillac, Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Lexus. When it comes to the ultimate car buying experience, there's only one name that matters, Fields. And Fields matters because you matter. The Fields Auto Group, proud partners of your Jacksonville Jaguars. You're invited to Super Bowl 54 for a once-in-a-lifetime experience with NFL On Location. Next February in Miami, you'll meet NFL alumni, enjoy exciting pregame parties, watch the action from the 50-yard line, and celebrate on the field after the game. For easy, one-stop planning and access to hotels and travel, let NFL On Location plan your ultimate Super Bowl experience. Secure your official access and the best seats at Hard Rock Stadium today. Visit NFLOnLocation.com. At ViStar, we believe in better, especially in helping build a better financial future for our members. So we've reviewed our offerings from the ground up. We've lowered or eliminated over half our fees and enhanced our already competitive rates. Saving members more than a million dollars this year, in addition to the millions we save them every year. If you believe that saving money is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Top tweets. Top tweets. Top tweets. Top tweets. John always gets a grin out of that one. Top <laughs> Let's start top tweets with Sirius XM NFL Radio. They had a segment on the other day, and one of their hosts said, from worst to first on the Jaguars in 2019, I think this is a team that people should say can 5-11 and 11 go to 11-5 and five with Nick Foles. Sign me up, Brian. Wow. Sign me up, baby. Awesome. That gets yeah. you going. I'm on, on board. I'm on board. It, it, look, somebody asked me uh, on Sunday night, what does Nick Foles have to do for this team to contend? I said he has to be one of the top 10 or 12 quarterbacks in the league. He doesn't have to be top two, three, or four with the defense that they have and the running game that we expect them to have. If he's the 10th best quarterback in the league, they can be 11-5. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They got a great shot. It's the great litmus test. Does accuracy, which Blake lacked a lot of the time, 
is that what was missing? Yeah. And, and that two-minute magic that Foles has, can he bring it? Those mm-hmm. are the two things. All right, let's go to Adam Schefter, who reported that Bucks defensive tackle Gerald McCoy wants to sign with a playoff contender and, of course, make money. The Jaguars could be a spot that makes sense, along with Patriots and Chargers and Cowboys. But Why didn't you just list the, the rest of the league? Yeah, they're in there, too. <laughs> I mean, this, uh, the Jaguars' salary cap situation right now, and everyone's counting on getting $9.75 million credited for Telvin Smith sitting out. They don't have that right now. Um, by the time they sign their draft choices – they will have seven, eight million dollars that is reserved in case someone gets hurt. They need to go find someone. They don't have the money to go and throw at a guy like Jared McCoy unless they're going to redo deals, right? There's money there to redo deals. You can go and find some money in AJ Boye's contract, in Calais Campbell's contract, but it gets scary when you start pushing money beyond the lifespan of certain players. Um, I wouldn't think of Gerald McCoy as a guy you need here. You've got. Marcel Darius, who's got a big cap hit, and Taven Bryan, I wouldn't think. In fact, when I heard he was getting cut, I didn't even consider they would think about it. When you have reliability in Avery Jones, I mean, at some point you've got to go into the season with what you got. Yep, the, you can't just sign everyone. The line is strong. I would be surprised if at this point you went into this with a with an aging veteran to help defensive tackle. Um, it, it, it would seem an odd move considering everything Brian just talked about. The only thing that could turn anything, obviously an injury in training camp, uh, mm-hmm. because Ndamukong Sue is still out there on the free agent market. Crazy he was the about. second overall pay, uh, player chosen in 2010. McCoy was the third. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so now both of them are sitting there. The number's too high. I, I think Sue wants 10, 12 million bucks on a one-year deal. Yeah, so do I. Uh, well, That'd be great, yeah. Maybe if you need someone in camp, you can find a guy who needs a job bad enough that you could make that number work. but. I, I just I wouldn't look at the Jaguars and put them in that column. Mm-hmm. Maybe Schefter's hearing something. I'm not, but I wouldn't even tie the two teams together. Sorry, Adam. All right, let's wrap it up with the star of Top Tweets, Leonard Fournette. We already talked about Marquise Lee helping a guy out with the tires. He tweets, 2019, we aren't taking any shorts unless we go on vacation. That's what I like to hear. Well, I, I mean, I am. I'm taking some shorts out to OTAs today. That's, you know... I have shorts on right now. I can't speak for Leonard, but there will be you shorts. That's the TV secret. You're not supposed to I'm, say you're wearing shorts. Yeah, I'm wearing shorts right now. I'm ready. <laughs> I got shorts all the time. Thank goodness. I live in Florida. That, yeah. We like when you do that. Thanks for that. You're welcome. All right. Coming up on Jaguars.com and Jaguars Twitter later on today, Coach Marone and Unique Ngakwe talking to us on the first day of OTAs. We'll see you next week on Jaguars Drive Time.